Hello, I am Kathy Chester, and this is Move It or Lose It, a podcast about all things that move the mind, body, spirit, and soul. Hi guys, just a reminder, I'm not a doctor. So any advice you hear, we always advise you to consult with your doctor first before you do any changes or implement anything into your life or diet. Hey guys, so welcome to another edition to Move It or Lose It podcast, where you can get it on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast. So as many of you know, I like to go on with my guests. I love to go on and share with other podcasters, with other people battling autoimmune diseases, and just um, really getting to know the people in our different communities, our different countries. And then there's times when I want to go on on my own, and I want to talk about things that have really just um, struck me or hit me in the last few weeks that I've heard a lot of buzz about, and I just want to, to discuss it. So we're going to chat about some things today. So I put together five points that I've seen a lot of the last few weeks and few months of. And so I just wanted to chat with you guys and not quite a Q&A, but you've got my email. So when I come over, when I go over some of these topics, I want you guys to email me and give me your feedback. So number one, what I'm going to talk about is the importance of movement, okay? So before I'll, I will, of course, introduce myself, those of you who don't know me, I am Kathy Chester. I am the owner of Disrupt Fitness Gym in Royal Oak, Michigan, and I am also, um, my Instagram handle is Disrupt Fitness Gym, and also at MS Move It or Lose It, and with my podcast starting it is also at Move It or Lose It podcast. So those are some of the ways you can get a hold of me. Also, of course, again, the email, which will be at the bottom of the show notes, and then the website for that will be at the bottom of the show notes for Disrupt and for the MS and the Move It or Lose It podcast. I will always give you the areas that you will find me. It will always be move or lose it, and you will always find disrupt in every t- in it, wherever you see me. And there will be lots of ways that we'll talk about disrupting things in a very positive way. So that is who I am. I've been advocating for years, whether it's motivational speaking, advocating one-on-one with client with patients and clients, training MS patients training patients with Crohn's and all sorts of autoimmune disease. So advocating for me has looked different, several different ways. This is a big year for me to start in different ways, Zooming and podcasting and a bunch of other things that I've wanted to do and have been able to slow things down a bit to do the things that I love. So that is a little bit about me. So now... I want to talk about my point number one. So here's the thing about movement. So if you know me, my move it or lose it, it is all about movement with our autoimmune disease. And I was diagnosed very, very early, very young. And it just, 
was very, um, it was just very much in my DNA to move. And it didn't make sense to not move that um, atrophy would set in and I, it didn't make any sense to me. So what I would say to you is that if you, free things that you can get is from the MS Society. I wanted to read this article that I read in Momentum, which is a magazine that you can get free from either the doctor's office that you go to, you can order it, you can, um, I have it on my phone. I also have it as a magazine called Momentum. So on the latest magazine that they have, they came up with, um, I really enjoyed this one. I'm going to read it because, you know, when we have MS or an autoimmune disease, the thing we know the most about is the thing we're going to goof up. So since this is all about exercise, I'm going to read it so I don't make bloopers. So here we go. So... In that edition, um, it features an immunologist, Dr. Jerry Lyons. Dr. Lyons states that the immune system for MSers is, is a delicate balance, pro-inflammatory and anti-inflammatory response, which was a reminder to me as an MSer and as a trainer with my MS clients and my autoimmune clients. So... Good inflammation helps us clear infections, okay? So we need that. Bad inflammation further damages the myelin sheath. So we don't want that at all. So MS attacks when our protective immunity drops. Additionally, our symptoms flare when facing infections, common infections that most of us know, a UTI. So a UTI can really... Take our, take our inflammation and really give us bad inflammation, really, really get us all inflamed. So that's something that we wanna to try to stay away from. Also our disease modifying um, therapies are designed to lower our immune system. Isn't that good news? No, but really traditionally ways to boost your immune system as fellow MSers, we can't do those. So we have to come up with some different ways that we boost our immune system than the regular population would do that. So the best news ever is it is right in my field. It is exercise. So after a number of, of studies done, it shows that the best way to fight the infections, exercise the positive stressor on our system. Why is that? It has both physical and chemical impact on us. So this kind of stressor both floods our system with disease-fighting white cells and activates the lymph and to circulate these white blood cells throughout our system. All of this is a response to exercise and movement. So the more lymph that is activated, the more the body can fight infections off. So that's why exercise is so important and movement. Now, what does exercise look like for us? Well, it's not gonna be high intensity. It will be moderate to low. And that's a big thing to get over when, I remember back when I, and I can still do some high intensity. Is that the best? Would I bring that to my patients? No, I want a moderate to low exercise program that I've developed that I can work with them so that it helps them not make it worse. 
So here's the question. What is a proper level of exercise? Well, the answer is, like I said, moderate to low. And you want to work out probably about 150 minutes per, per week is where they're at right now. That could change tomorrow. But right now, that's where we're at. So about 150 minutes, like I said, 10 to 90 minutes. Now that's going to really debate. I, I handle that when I'm training my client based on where they're at. So some of my clients can do 20 minutes. Some can go a whole 45. So it really depends on where you're at and where we go from there. So that is the information I wanted to give you about some exercise that is a positive that we can do to help our bodies. To find out more about our upcoming series that's coming up, you can email me at disruptfitnessgym at gmail.com. So both are gmail.com. Either you can move it, the move it or lose it, 109 at gmail.com. Probably best to email me there. I'll be sure to get it. So I would definitely say go over your ex exertion and what you're feeling because that's going to help you a lot to understand what you're getting out of it. Blog that or again, journal it if that's not available to you. Do something like put it in your phone notes. But you want to see like what exercises are starting to help that you're starting to feel um, that being able to breathe, that more energy, things like that. So start logging the days that work for you, what exercise works for you, things like that. So that is point number one, is what do we do with exercise and how does that work for our body? And what do we do with um, the immune balance, the immune system balance? So that is my first one. So give me some feedback on that. What is your, your favorite way to get your body moving? That's what I want to know first. So second thing, we're going to go into something. This is my own experience. So the last couple of months, I've had an opportunity to have some, some really great things happen. I was flown out by my two best friends um, back in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So lived there for a while. One of them lives in Denver, the other in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So they flew me out. We all visited together in Tulsa. That was awesome. The part that I'm sharing about that was so devastating to me was the flights. And that was the first time because I was traveling alone. My body wasn't doing so great at the time. And we decided that we were going to get a wheelchair assistant. Assistants making sure they met me when I came in, took me through all of um, not just not just baggage claim, but security and everything. Didn't have that right away. My husband had to help as much as he could. That was the first time was on American. Didn't, wasn't able to get a wheelchair for a very long time. Almost missed that flight. And then when we went through Dallas, that was the most horrific thing that had happened. So get off the plane. And I'm really that um, if you've flown with MS or something, you, you get with the pressure, the pressure and everything, you get a little bit, your equilibrium when you land is a little bit off. So I get off and I'm just kind of walking to where I know where my, where my, um, where my wheelchair is going to be. 
So I get there and there's no wheelchair and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I make it to the attendant up at the desk and I say, I'm sorry, something must have been misunderstood. I have a wheelchair waiting to assist. Here's my paperwork. And they're taking me to, to, the, to the gate where I can get picked up by my, my friends. Now, if you've ever been to Dallas airport, it's huge and there's a tram and it, it's pretty large. So unfortunately, the worst part happened was when I explained my leg isn't working and, and I can't walk. I have MS and I have rheumatoid and I'm really struggling right now. And he looked at me knowing how far, and it was a very long distance and said, well, you better get started. And by the grace of God, I made it. And it was very difficult and very emotionally stressful. And that gets everything crazy. So that was a really tough um, way for me to see what it's like to be in a wheelchair. I'm not in one often. So that um, was a way for me to, to really, really understand what it's like for you guys that, that are in a wheelchair all the time. Um, the second time was this last time I flew with my husband. We went on Delta and it wasn't until the, the weather was, um, was really giving me trouble. Um, we went to Dallas and of course, you know how we do with the weather changing up, down, up, down. So a lot of that, the way home, I really struggled and knew that I needed help. So got a wheelchair and I'm sitting there forever. And I can tell that they're annoyed with anyone in a wheelchair that were taking up space and time. So the flight attendant finally looks at me, doesn't call me by name, doesn't smile, says, wheelchair, go. And I looked at her and I thought, wow, this is after all that we've been through, through COVID, this is our response still to disabled. So here's my question to you. Do you find it easier when our invisible symptoms stay invisible and people don't know? Or do you feel that it's more humiliating and discouraging when it's very visible and you're in a giant wheelchair and you're in the way? And in, in a way, not seen, but on purpose, because they just don't want to. So I want some feedback on that. So those were my two experiences. And I want to get your feedback on what you've experienced on some flights and wheelchair experiences, um, using your cane, things like that. And um, like I said, just very disappointed in how I was treated. Um, the lack, the lack of even response. And I absolutely understood that there would be a wait. I know that we're short staffed everywhere. That wasn't a problem. It was just the not wanting to help was really, really sad. So that was number two. So moving on to number three, I wanna go into with you guys some questions that I have. So number three, I wanna talk about the changes in the seasons. We're right at that time where seasons are changing and the barometric is changing. So we've got the barometer changing. Everything is, is kind of making us feel different ways. We know with the change of weather, our bodies feel very different. 
And I know for me, winter and fall sometimes can be the hardest seasons for me. Typically, summer is not as difficult as it is for me in the winter. So with seasons changing, working out is not something that we want to say goodbye to or eating well. But what are some of the ways that you deal with the seasons changing? What are some ways that you cope? What are some ways that you keep motivated? What are some ways that, that you do things that keep you inspired through the seasons that may be more difficult for you? And I'd love to know if summer or winter or fall is more difficult season for you. And your ideas, the stuff that you do to prepare. I would say definitely, again, logging doesn't have to be every day, but logging your experience that day. The weather was rainy and chilly. My body felt like this. And if that's something that you experience often, then I would log that, that this, this weather change, I experienced this. I would definitely, definitely take notes of that. And again, it could be in a notebook. It can be in your memos on your phone or on notes if writing isn't available to you. But I would definitely try to take some notes on that so that we can get an idea of where we're feeling and what we're feeling at different seasons and different times. I know that at night, I might feel different in the winter than I do in the morning when I wake up. So that's something I'm really curious about. I wanna hear back from you guys. And I would say the last thing I wanna talk about with you guys is um, other thing back to my other point, Log cognitively. Where are you feeling cognitively off? So when I say that, I want you to think about what gives you motivation? What motivates you to, to move further, to hit that goal that you have? So let's say maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's that drive that you have that you're not gonna give up. You're going to move, you're going to, you're going to battle this. You're going to get that thing done, that project done. What is your motivation? Is it a significant other, your own drive, your kids? I want to know about that for you. For me, I would say it's I'm a very driven person. So it's my drive. And I would say 100% my children. I never want them to look and say, why did she give up? I always want them to look at me and say, she fought her hardest fight. And so that's my motivation. So last question for you guys. Hope you're listening. Hope I get some good feedback. So last thing I want to know is when you are most productive, why is this important? What time of the day? And I, again, logging these are so important for us to know. I log my most productive times. It is not the morning and it is not late at night. It is usually midday where I feel that I have the most ability to be productive and I don't have as much cog fog and I'm able to really be myself more than ever. So I want you to list what are those times for you in a day that you've got that opportunity where you feel the most cognitively and the most energetic to do the things that you need to do, whether it's advocating, whether it's at work. So take note of those times so that you can be the best self you could be at that time, whether it's your work, whether it's a workout, 
whether it is something that you're advocating, a podcast, so that you know the times that you're most effective. So that would be things I want you to think about. So like I said, sometimes I love having guests on and sometimes I've got some questions that I just wanna go over with my audience and get some feedback. So some gifts may be coming your way. I want you guys to make sure that you subscribe, like, and make sure that you answer some of the questions. And I'd love to see the answers and you may just get a gift coming soon. So again, I love being able to do this with you guys. This was short and sweet. Wanted to get some questions, just fired up and get some feedback from you guys. Love you guys. Have a great day. Back again next week with a great guest. Can't wait for you to see it. So goodbye, farewell, whatever time it is for you. Back to another Move It or Lose It podcast next week. Have a great day, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Move It or Lose It podcast where you can, again, find us wherever you like your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Join us on that. And can't wait to see you again. We're going to have a lot of exciting guests and working together. And as always, you'll hear us say at the end of every podcast, we are stronger together. So let's do it. Let's become stronger together. Have a great day.